The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball. Joining me today from ESPN 97.5, Joshua Jordan. Josh, thanks for taking time out of your day to come on the show. Hey man, it's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. So you do uh, you you do Houston Sports Map. I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly everything. You you look like you have your your hands in a lot of stuff there. So what all do you do over there? Uh, so I am the editor of Sports Map Houston, you know, which is a, a local website covering pretty much just Astros, Texans, and Rockets. That's what we specialize on. Uh, I also do uh, social media for 97.5 and, and for Sports Map Houston. And, uh, and then I host a, a weekend show on Sundays. Uh, I co-host it with Jerry Bow. It's called Moneyline, and it's kind of a fantasy football and gambling show. So that's just on Sundays. This is uh, we're about to complete actually our fourth football season, which is crazy. Um, I can't believe it's been going on that many years. So uh, I've kind of bounced around. I I started it at six ten as an intern, and then I worked at uh, Sports Talk seven ninety for almost two years, and uh, and then I moved on to Gal Media ESPN ninety seven five. So it'll be uh, it'll be five years in May that I've been over there. I started this podcast in February of twenty eighteen. So I just finished my fourth season as well. So nice. So let's talk about this. I mean, I had I had something else to talk about other than this as the main topic. But yesterday, yesterday, the I guess the Sugarland Skeeters announced. I don't know if it's the Astros who announced it or the Skeeters, but we we have the AAA team is now called the Sugarland. Space Cowboys, and this kind of got leaked sometime during the week. What was your initial response when you first heard the the leak name, the Space Cowboys? I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I did too. I I noticed in the comments section a lot of 
you know, Houston fans that don't want Cowboys in any part of their name, which, you know, I guess you could understand that, but, but I get the play on it with, you know, Houston and the space center and making them the space Cowboys. So I like it better than the Skeeters, you know, and I got to look at the uniforms and they look pretty good too. I, you know, I saw you had a poll question on Twitter and it, it looks like most people liked them or just kind of, you know, felt meh about them. Nobody seemed to really hate them. So it seems like a pretty good response so far. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I forgot to look at that. But the last time I looked at the poll, it was 50-50. It was either love them or they're okay, but nobody said hate them. So that's pretty good. Yeah. You've got you've got the home uniforms. They're white. It says Space Cowboys across the front. Has the cowboy logo on the uh, hat, which is, I think it's pretty cool. It looks like if you're old enough to remember the uh, Silverhawks back in the cartoon days, and my favorite is that the away jersey with that the black shoulders and it says Sugarland with that star in the middle and that SL hat looks very, very sweet. And then you got that. Uh, what a lot of people like is the one with the cowboy logo. I guess it's the alternate uniform and the hat has that white panel in the front with that rocket that kind of blends a rocket and the Texas flag. Which one do you like out of all of them? Let's see. I I actually kind of like the one with the the little the little cowboy logo on the front. Um, I think that looks pretty cool. I'm yeah, and it's kind of got cool. like the the Astros, you know, rainbow type. They kind of all pay homage to the Astros in their uniforms. Yeah, they do. To where kind of under the arms, where they kind of have the the rainbow looking thing on your typical Astros jerseys. Um, yeah, they're kind of playing on that with these as well. So I I think they're pretty cool. I. I think in general, the Astros have just done a great job when when they changed their uniforms originally, kind of with that Colt 45 kind of flair to them. Um, I, I think they're some of the slickest looking jerseys, so it's no surprise to me that they do something cool here with the Skeeters or Sugarland, yeah. I should say now. And I think their mascot is called Orion, and he's uh, Orbit's cousin. <laughs> yeah, he looks a little bit like Orbit, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, who knew Orbit has a cousin? I didn't even know that. No, I've uh, I'm pleasantly surprised, man. That they usually get that stuff right. I, you know, I just I think Jim Crane, that ownership group, they know what they're doing over there. So I just saw this earlier today on on March 28th and March 29th. I guess this was, you know, only happening if the lockout is over. But they scheduled a matchup, a couple of games, Astros versus Space Cowboys. The 28th, the game's going to be at Constellation Field, and the 29th will be at Minute Maid Park, so everybody will get it, get two chances to check out these new uniforms and see the Astros in action. That's that's pretty exciting for me. When I was a kid, we had the Oklahoma City 89ers, and they would do that. I, I think for a little while, the Phillies were their their major league team, and another time it was the Rangers, and they would – they would play the. I, I remember watching them play the Rangers. So, I, I, that's pretty cool that they're going to play the uh, Sugarland team. Yeah, I'm with you, and it's also cool that you basically have both of these teams in the same city. You know that you know the fact that you can go check out a Space Cowboy game and you know see some players from the actual Astros maybe coming back from from injury or what have you. So, I just think it's a cool situation to actually have both teams in the same town. Yeah, I, I can imagine uh, an Astro uh, player faking an injury so they can go down there and 
I'd be a space cowboy for the weekend. Just for a day, I want to be a space cowboy. Why not? Yeah. That's what I that's what I said when I saw the logo first. I, I want to be a space cowboy, baby, like Kid Rock. <laughs> Kid Rock. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh that was the one funny thing because I thought it was pretty cool. But you know, I managed the ESPN Facebook account uh, for 97.5, and we have about 170,000 followers. So you get a real good idea of what people think. And that was really the only negative thing was, you know, the Dallas Cowboy angle to it. But I don't really have a problem with it. And they changed it slightly. It's not just the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it either. Let me ask you if you have a problem with this. I don't have a problem with it. But did you read uh, Carlos Beltran? Who would I get? He was hired by the Mets and got let go because of the because of the his part in the scandal. And I could be wrong. I don't know if he's covering both Yankee. I don't know what, yes, if the Yes Network covers both teams. But he was hired by the Yes Network to cover like thirty games. And according to New York fans, the Astros twenty seventeen team cheated. New York out of a World Series. They're just assuming that they would have won it all. Mm-hmm. And Altuve cheated Aaron Judge out of an MVP. All 27, 17 te- uh, members of the Astros should be banned from baseball for life, yet they hire them to cover the team. Isn't that, is that nuts or what? Yeah, and they conveniently always forget to mention the, the Apple Watch stuff. To where we knew that the Yankees and Red Sox have been engaged in their own form of sign stealing, but they just like to sweep that under the rug. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I was talking to my uh, a buddy about this the other day, and it's interesting that kind of Beltron and Jeff Luno are are the ones that have kind of taken the longest to kind of bounce back from the scandal. You know, AJ Hinch, you know, got the the managing gig, and, and Cora's back with the Red Sox, and you know. Everybody just kind of moved on from that. But with Jeff Luno and with Beltron, it's it's kind of taken the longest for them. So I'm glad to see Beltron getting another gig, man. I'm, you know, I was a big fan of his, obviously, back when he was with the Astros the first time around. So, you know, good. He's getting an opportunity. Uh, I'm happy for him. Yeah, it just don't make sense because he was on our team. 2017 doesn't make sense, but they probably knew about it already because he probably did it there. So let's move to topic number three, the Hall of Fame voting. That just, it was a couple of days ago, that was finalized. The only one they let in, the only one they got voted in was Big Poppy. And I assumed he would get in. But some people were saying, well, he failed a PED test. Why are you letting him in? Bonds and Clemens are done. Their 10 years is over. They didn't get in. What do you think about that? What do you think about letting Big Poppy in and 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 leaving Bonds and Clemens out? You know, I'm cool with Big Poppy getting in, but but leaving out Bonds and Clemens was, you know, that was disappointing to me. And and I wrote an article about it in uh, Sports Map Houston last week. And what was what was interesting is like John Heyman, he talked about who he decided to vote for and who he didn't. And I thought his ballot was interesting to where he he said yes to Bonds, but no to Clemens, which, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why are you going to let one in and not the other? And basically his main argument is that he thought that Roger started using performance enhancing drugs sooner. He 
he pointed to the 1997 season. That was his first year with the Blue Jays where he won Cy Young's in back-to-back years. He pinpointed that is when he thought Rogers started using PEDs and that Clemens didn't do it until a little bit later in the, the I'm sorry, the Bonds didn't do it until a little bit later in the early 2000s. And his point was if, if you take off the 11 years of Roger Clemens' resume of when he thought he started using in 1997, he didn't think those numbers were Hall of Fame worthy you know, if you took away those 11 years at the end of his career. But he thought that Bonds had already achieved Hall of Fame status before he thought he started using. So I thought that was a, an interesting angle. And I guess that same logic goes to where if he thought Big Poppy was doing it early before they were really punishing and testing for steroids, but then he never popped positive again. I guess his logic is that, you know, Ortiz wasn't using all those uh, later years. So that's why he let him in. But, but I thought that was interesting that he said, you know, yes to bonds, but, but no to Clemens. It's pretty odd that he said, take away 11 years, 11, take 11 years away from anybody. But, um, Here's my issue with Bonds, and I've said it before on the podcast, and I don't know who agrees with me or disagrees with me, but it's the home run record. When I was a kid growing up, the home run record, everybody knew how many home runs Roger Maris had. Everybody knew about Babe Ruth. Everybody knew the exact number of home runs Hank Aaron had. But who knows how many Bonds had? Bonds made that home run record no one cares about it anymore because no one's ever going to reach it again. I mean, if you look at pictures of Bonds with the Pirates and then when he got juiced up, I mean, it's just a, a huge difference. So I think that might be something that, I don't know, maybe some people think like I do, and that's why he's left out. But some people think, you know, when these guys, it, it's kind of the the writers, you know, when these older writers get through and they bring newer ones in, maybe they would have got a chance. Maybe if you extend it to 15 years, they would have got a chance. But I don't know. They're just they're dead set on these uh, steroid abusers getting in. Who else like is Sosa done or or does he have some more time left? Uh, I'd have to check on that. I'm not sure where where Sosa sits on that list, but I think you're right. They they romanticize these numbers. And then when these guys come in and, and taint them, they're not happy about it. And it's going to it's gonna cost you getting in the hall. It's kind of like the scarlet letter. You know, everybody's going to know with Roger and, and Bonds. And But we also heard that, you know, Bonds was difficult to deal with. The media felt that way about him. Uh, we know what happened with Roger and, you know, <laughs> his trial and everything. So, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't true. surprise me. You know, it, it was very public and very nasty. and. You know, I, I would have voted for him. But, you know, I'm a big football fan, too. And there's just they don't people don't care about steroids with NFL players nearly like they do with baseball. There's just a, a completely different standard. It's very odd to me. Something somebody posted earlier today, they said, I think the Giants should give Bonds a contract, re-sign him and let his Hall of Fame clock start over. <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> yeah that that is very interesting i mean there's if there's a will there's a way i'm sure there's all kinds of <laughs> different kind of back channels maybe you could go to to do that but i, I i'm a little shocked that if this is going to really finish like this and 
you know, arguably the best hitter of all time is not going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's that's pretty disappointing. But, you know, I'm sure he knew the risk he was taking when he decided to allegedly uh, do these things. That's true. So let's talk about Billy Wagner, my very first favorite player for the Astros. He didn't make it again. And I think he's in the 50s, so he's got a long way to go. But I copied this uh, stat, these stats, and it was actually from uh, the the team that covers the Mets because apparently they're just as eager to get him in as we are. And Trevor Hoffman was a third ballot Hall of Famer. He got 79%, and they're kind of comparing stats. Uh, Wagner, 853 games. Hoffman played 1,035. But Wagner had, what, about 66 more strikeouts? Wagner's ERA was 231. Hoffman was 287. He had a lower whip, 100 to 106. But Trevor Hoffman had 601 saves. Billy Ooh. Wagner had 422. But their war was Hoffman 25.9 and and uh, Wagner 24. So what's keeping Billy Wagner out? Is it just the save totals? I think that's part of it. I think, uh, you know, pitching in Houston for a lot of his career, you know, it, it's funny, you know, until the scandal happened, people didn't really – you know, consider the Astros very box office. You know, I know they had a lot of, you know, winning teams with the killer bees and all that, but, you know, in the biggest of big moments, the, those guys struggled, you know, their, their playoff struggles are well-documented. So, uh, you know, maybe the, the national thought process of a lot of those guys on the Astros, they weren't front of mind. And, and maybe that's why, you know, Billy's kind of flying under the radar here. I, I'd love to see him get in, get in all the Astros. We can get in there and, you know, if you remember watching Billy pitch, you know, he was dominant, man. He threw gas. It was, he yeah. was a great player, man. I'd, I'd love to see him get in. And that's interesting. Those comps with Hoffman feels like he pitched forever. <laughs> yeah. He invented himself uh, Hoffman, but uh, we'll see. These things are so finicky, you know, when you're letting writers make these judgment calls, you know, who knows which way it's going to go. Another thing someone pointed out was if you are going to keep Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame because he used steroids, how are you punishing other guys like Scott Rowland for not having the amazing stats, knowing that he played clean? Because you're comparing his stats to stats, you know, with Mark McGuire and Sosa and these guys that were all roided up. So why aren't these guys getting in? That is such a great point. Um, you know, and I always thought about, you know, Lance Berkman playing through that period. And, you know, by all accounts, he was a clean player. And having to having to match up your stats to these guys that were juiced out of their minds. Yeah, it, it's really not fair. You know, it's, it, it's so screwed up. But I, I don't know how they fix it. I mean, it's – and guys Berk are still going to continue to use. I mean, come on. Yeah, Berkman was an amazing player, Lance Berkman, and he was one and done. He didn't get a, he didn't get enough votes to 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 be on the ballot the second year. That shocked me so much because especially after he got that World Series with the Cardinals, you know, you were thinking like, oh, but does he have that World Championship part of his resume? Well, he got that, and it still wasn't enough. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was a really big Lance Berkman fan, so th that disappointed me. Yeah, I was I was surprised and disappointed.
So let's talk about the lockout. This is uh, topic number four. Uh, the uh, some of the things that, and, and we know the lockout is all about money, but I'm not even really sure what they're fighting about. I know some of it was uh, they wanted to raise the minimum salary, and I think last year it was five seventy, and the players wanted seven hundred seventy-five thousand. And the sides agreed on 600000 But I found this stat today pretty interesting that in 2021, 46% of Major League Baseball players made under 500000 <laughs> Boy, you would not expect that, would you? No. So, but, and then, and then they talked about players... Players actually drop the request to reach free agency before six years. And I I see the the reason that they wanted to reach free agency sooner so that they could make more money in the free agent market. But I think it's set up the way it is. And it I think they need to get rid of that manipulation stuff where they get to steal a year from these kids. But, I mean, you sign a player... And you don't want to, you know, bring them up through your farm system and then, you know, have them become a free agent in three years and you lose them. I mean, so I kind of see why you should like six years is a pretty good number. What do you think about all that? Yeah, I I think six years is about right. And you always have that opportunity to, you know, to to take a deal a little early, you know, like Bregman took a deal a little bit early. We've seen guys do that. Maybe you don't make as quite as much, but if it's still a hundred million bucks and then you're going to have another shot at free agency after you're done with that contract. I mean, I'm cool with that, but I'm surprised the totality, like you said, the actual, the average amount of money for a lot of these guys is not as much as you would think. And I mean, the minor league systems are terrible, too. A lot of those guys are getting killed for the amount they get paid in the minors. But, I mean, it's good for the Astros. And I'm, you know, I'm curious to see if, you know, with Kyle Tucker and Jordan, if they're starting to, like, if they don't end up signing Correa, he prices himself out. I wonder if they'll, you know, try and bring Tucker and maybe Jordan to the table a little early, you know, give them a big chunk of cash and, and see if they can make a deal happen. You bring up Jordan and Tucker, they're minimum wage makers, and they're both second team all MLB. <laughs> that, that's what's crazy when they did yes. that. I was like, I was like, neither one of them made the All Star game, they're, and they're both so young they still make the minimum wage. It's cra- crazy that in the second, that's yeah, they're both going to get paid big time. They are, and you see, this is why so many of the great athletes want to go to the NFL. They don't they don't want to have to, you know, worry about how long am I going to have to play in the minors? And then when I finally do get up to the bigs, then I have to, you know, prove what I can do there. And then the next year I'll have to prove it again. It's, you know, if you want your best shot at quickly, you know, getting to the the show, whether it's, you know, football, baseball, whatever, it makes sense. NFL, you come out of college, you, you know, if you're a first round pick, you're probably starting. And it's massive money if you're a first-round draft pick in the NFL. Baseball's very different. It also said something about the the tax threshold would be the biggest uh, hurdle to clear. So I guess the players, would they want that higher so they could make more, so they could get more from the from the, the owners? Or would the owners want that higher so they wouldn't have to pay penalties? 
is I don't know what they're arguing about. It, it yeah, benefits that, both of them, right? It does. I mean, if you're the player, more money has got to be better. And, you know, if you're Carlos Correa right now, you know, you, you know, you, you want people spending, you want that, you want everything to, you know, just like, uh, you know, I keep referencing the NFL, but the salary cap keeps going up every year. And I think that's why we haven't seen any movement with Correa and with Chris Bryan, these teams, you know, especially the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, these big market teams, they want to know what that number is before they make a huge commitment like that. And, it, you know, I can't really blame them. Yeah, I, I think they were also discussing. Um, I think the somebody wanted to raise them, but make the penalties for breaking it more severe. But again, I mean, like to me, I'm, I'm maybe I'm just not that smart. But raising the threshold looks like it would help everybody because you could sign more players and players would make more money. But here's another thing I I heard that. At the beginning, it's something that they could discuss, but I haven't really heard anybody bringing it up as far as like John Heyman or anything. But one thing that was discussed was uh, before the, you know, they started actually talking in the lockout, you know, around Christmas time, is that the th the idea of, of uh, having a ceiling, I mean, a floor, like a minimum salary, because you have you have teams with like thirty nine million total salary or 70 million i mean for some teams that's two players and so yeah. if you raise the floor that could keep people from tanking because they're going to have a good team and speaking of tanking they even had discussions about i think this is something being talked about too is having a draft lottery yes kind of like basketball and if you finish somewhere you don't get to be in it i can't remember what it was like if if two years in a row that you're no good i can't remember exactly how it works but i think they should have one i think they should have a lottery to keep people from tanking to get that first pick yeah you know i i read something very similar when uh, i was checking out some things before we jumped on this podcast and yeah i mean it would make sense to have that draft lottery i mean especially with baseball and i mean the astros built this mega team basically off of tanking you know that's yeah. that's how they they turn this thing around and you know the rockets are in the middle of a, a rebuilding process you know luckily you know the the draft lottery worked in their favor they didn't get the number one pick but they got the number two pick um so yeah I, i'd be okay with something like that for sure yeah, they, they got, what, Springer, Correa, Lance McCullers Jr., Alex Bregman, all from tanking. All these teams they wouldn't have got if they, if you know, if they were a mid-level team. They wouldn't have got these guys. Yeah, and that's why I hate hearing the garbage from, you know, Yankees fans and Dodgers fans that, oh, the Astros didn't get punished. They had a lot of draft picks taken away from them. And you just rattled off what they did when they had good draft picks. Uh, so don't tell me that they weren't punished. You know, that, that set them back. Yeah. We, I mean, we lost a first and second round pick. So you're, you're talking about someone as good as these guys, or maybe not as good because they were, they were first picks, but yeah, I mean, we got punished. Yeah. There's no doubt. And it's not, but it's not the Astros fault. They didn't get punished. Don't be mad at us. 
No, in MLB, they said that when they sent out those letters telling everybody, like, you know, stop with this stuff, stop using the cameras. They warned all the teams and they told the executives, like, hey, guys, you're it's going to be your butt on the line if you don't stop doing this stuff. So MLB decided that and told the front offices that, hey, you're going to be the ones that get punished for this stuff. And then they did exactly what they said they were going to do. But, you know, Ra being rational and dealing with <laughs> baseball fans after the scandal, uh, you know, those things don't go very well together. That's a very good point. They sent out the letter to everybody and every fan in the world knows this. Yep. It said, don't use electronics to seal signs. If your team does, the general manager and the field manager will be the ones that pay the price. And, and they did. They got yeah, suspended. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. And, and AJ Hinch got fired. Luno got fired, suspended. I mean, it was it was all by the book. And and this this Yankee letter that it seems like will never get unsealed. No. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It's been over. I think it was a year anniversary. Uh, we did a sports map video about it a few weeks ago. It's been a year since we've even been talking about this thing, and it still hasn't been unsealed. I just. I, I just think it's one of those deals where MLB, they want their their global teams, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, they don't want any heat on those guys. So they're going to do everything they can to, to keep it quiet. Yeah, and they want it to only be us. Yeah, well, it's easier with, to have a scapegoat, right? We can all oh, yeah. point at Altuve and, and say he's the bad man. That That's easier to do than to actually think about this and, and do a little research and understand what was really going on. But you know, we, you get books written, you know, by about the Yankees <laughs> and the Astros and and it's all sources that are unnamed, you know, like they act like all this stuff is fact and the, the, there's not even named sources, but it's just a uh, par for the course, man. The Astros are, you know, they're they're going to have to deal with this, you know, going forward. I remember that guy wrote that book and he was like, I have all these sources and this and that. And I remember it's supposed to be so damning about the Astros, but I kind of I forgot all about that guy and I never read it. So, but I do remember what you're talking about. But it's okay. I mean, I will trade being the most hated team in the world. I will trade, you know, our, you know, whatever penalties we got or whatever, whatever came along with it. Being that's what I meant. When we were the scapegoats, I'll, I'll accept being the scapegoat as long as we get to keep that trophy. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know, I was at that parade. Nobody's taking that away from me. Uh, you know, and it's all, you know, Bill Plaschke. They all get stuff wrong too. You know, he had that very popular article in the L.A. Times about how the Astros laid off this many Clayton Kershaw curveballs, which would have meant they had to be cheating. But if you actually dive in to the real nitty gritty of that, it was chain, it was curveballs and sliders, but they were lumping them all into one category. So, you know, that the, that the Astros laid off that many consecutive pitches, it was very misleading. And nobody's nobody's holding anybody accountable. You can just pile no. on the Astros and, and nobody cares. Yeah, the thing I always bring up. We didn't even mean to turn this into a cheating scandal conversation, <laughs> but but the thing I always bring up and people listen to this podcast may be tired of hearing it, but my argument back in the 17th season is simply the Yankees scored three runs in the American League Championship in four games in Houston, and they scored 
19 runs in the three games in New York. So there you go. Show us your laid off the curveballs or whatever from Kershaw, but let's have a sports writer write about the amazing uh, numbers that the Yankees had at home that year. Oh, 100%. And they their but, offense just disappeared when they were playing in Houston. Um, yeah. You know, What's it's it? so – yeah. How did we steal something from you when you can't even score? There you go. Yeah, and, and you said it when you opened the, the podcast. The, the thought that the, the Astros robbed the Yankees, you know, you're just assuming that the Yankees would have beat the Dodgers. You know, th- that's BS. But two, I think it's from both. I don't know if you remember, but do you remember how many mound visits there were when it was like McCullers and McCann when they were playing the Dodgers in the World Series? Like, I mean, they had literally had to change the MLB rule after that year because there were so many mound visits. And my point is, why were there so many mound visits? They thought their signs were being steal. <laughs> you know, yeah. even even McCullers and McCann, they kept changing the signs, even in L.A., because they didn't think they could, you know, throw something without the batter knowing what was coming. So I, I, that's one element that nobody really brings up. I And we have those those famous shots of Aaron Judge and all the Yankees guys in the dugout looking at the pieces of paper uh, yeah. with the, the camera shots in there. I think everybody was doing this stuff. And, you know, the Astros took the heat for it. I mean, that's it. That's why I hope this letter someday gets unsealed. <laughs> but, you know, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you brought up Brian McCann. He actually, they interviewed him after the game, and he talked about it. But back then, they didn't out everybody. They're like, you know, there's obviously, yeah, we're changing the signs in game. Like, we have, we have plans. Here's the signs. But then we have to change them during the game. That's how worried we are that they're stealing our signs. So, but anyway, Josh, that's all I have, buddy. I appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun. Hey, man, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was as nice meeting you, and I love talking Astros and baseball, man. So I really enjoyed it. All right, we'll have to have you back during the season if you if you have any free time. So that would be nice. Absolutely, hit, feel to feel <laughs> free to hit me up whenever. They need to get you on the radio more. You're you're really good. Hey, I appreciate that. It's uh, you know, I would actually like to do more radio, but I I'm pretty busy running a, a website <laughs> and all the social media, and yeah. you know, I also produce uh, the YouTube videos, um, Sports Map Houston YouTube. So if people you know like Astros content, it's kind of like our discussion today. We talk about all these you know conspiracies and all the astros stuff and we're huge astros fans so we defend them and it's uh, it's on youtube we drop like seven videos a week so that a lot of my time goes into coming up with those topics and, and making those videos there you go he's a busy busy guy all right for josh everyone tuning in we appreciate you listening today and we'll see you next time on astros baseball Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.